So recently, I've been extremely picky about the candles that I keep around the house. A lot of home fragrances don't really smell natural. They're not really sweet and have a lot of chemicals. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and just toxicity in the air, that has changed the way that I select the candles that I keep in my house. And that's why I'm so glad that Notes Candles exist. They're on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option without giving up high-quality fragrance that smells amazing. The candle industry has a major problem, which is almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year in almost all of them. And I mean all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next one million years. That's right. A million. Insane. But Notes Candles has created a solution. They have a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again and again. So you don't become a part of the problem. And it's so easy to use. The candles are made with fragrance wax beads. So all you have to do is place the wick in your reusable Notes jar, fill it up with wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then do it all over again. And you're ready for a new one. And you don't have to settle for less exciting fragrances with notes either. In fact, their collection of almost 13 fragrances are handcrafted by fragrance experts at their home base in South Carolina that are insane. I have a few of these here. Me and Jordan have been using them and I love it. Me and Jordan both are really big candle users, ironically, and so we can't get enough of this. And they have all these interesting one-of-a-kind fragrances like oak milk, vanilla, pepperwood, potassio, rose water all of them are amazing so be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality fragrance by making the switch to notes you can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandles.com slash just different right now notes is giving our listeners 15 percent off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using code just different just use code just different when placing your order that's code just different at notescandle.com dot com slash just different do we need to crack a joke at the beginning of the podcast you just don't be randomly laughing because then i feel like okay is he laughing at me did i just do something dumb like so then i overthink i think we need to crack a joke at the beginning of the podcast yeah, so. break some <laughs> oh ice that's what she needs <laughs> no are you ready let's get it all right yo what's up it's woody starks starks the artist you are now tuned in to the just different podcast where we talk everything faith life and culture we have a special very special special guest. guest in the building today we actually got a full house y'all can't see everybody but it's, it's crazy in here but yeah, it's like 10 people full in house special guest um i'm really excited for this one so like if you guys um i've been following us for a while um and really know like the backstory of the podcast which we mentioned what was that what was that episode Testimony, testimony service, service. Yep. missing this and te- testimony ser- service basically about how like the podcast got started um the origins of it and everything this is well the, the person that we're with today is like one of the, like most focal points of like yeah. how just different came to be like if it wasn't for her um and her pouring into to us i don't think like we'd be here today she's an og for you. real og for real OG like locked for in for, for l like twin, before twin jd M. she knew Fans she knew jordan life. and darren before just different oh yeah like, yeah yeah before OG. before he was starks the artist before i was d starks we was just darren and jordan you know what i'm <laughs> saying like that that was it but introducing oh my gosh Brittany Hello. weird thank you so much for coming I You're appreciate welcome. it. You're welcome. Um, so, for those who don't know, we mentioned this in testimony stories, like I'm, uh, like I said earlier. But Brittany, um, you want to tell the backstory though? You can go ahead and do it about how Just Different started. Yeah. So basically, um, we had started going to this new church. Uh, it was during like a transitional time, and before our lives, we were going to a new school. Then we started going to a new church. It was when I was like 15. This was like 
four years back. That was a long time ago. It was yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's like four years four back. Years. And we started going to this new church, and she was one of the youth pastors at the church, right? And then um, her and the other youth pastor like sat us down. They were just like they basically invested in us and said they saw something in us and like a gift mm-hmm. in us to like speak and to sort of just pour into our generation. And that's where just different kind of originated. Like they sat us down. We talked about the idea of a YouTube channel. They invested in us, gave us a camera, yeah. gave us money for merch, all types of stuff. Like, like literally, that's, like everything, like they gave us up front. Like I remember, yeah. like we went to their house. Yeah. We had talked about it like on a Wednesday night. They brought up the idea. Then like not too long afterwards it was a sunday we we're at their house we literally sat down we got like you know the logo together crazy the ideas for like what we film content what the yeah. ideas would be i mean it, it was insane yeah, yeah exactly so that was just the that's where it all started literally with her like it's crazy yeah and now in the living room yeah on the couch in the living room on a couch um yeah. And yeah i mean since then like i mean we essentially like been locked in yeah. even like till this day she's a very integral part of, like what we do to support and such encouraging us always um, but I'm super excited that she's here. Mm-hmm. She is releasing a book that whoop, is entitled whoop. "Soon to Be Published." Author, yes, soon whoop, to be. Whoop. Well, no, she'll be. She it'll, be pub- it'll be published by this oh, point. Okay, yeah, okay. So she's all, it's published. She's already published. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah this it'll not, be not, released. Yeah, it's going to be released by the time this yes. is out. Um, but yeah, she's publishing a book called "Finding Her," yep. and yes. like just her testimony and everything that she's been through is like <clears> absolutely amazing, extremely inspiring. So we wanted to bring her on. Because um, she, de- she definitely has a story and yeah. like something to say and value to give to people. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. It's just everything surrounding her book and also everything that has to do with like identity, um, finding mm-hmm. yourself in mm-hmm. God and basically like coming back from like, I guess, traumatic situations and mm-hmm. things that like, you never thought that you would get out of. And so I'm super, super excited. So you want to go ahead and like, I guess, introduce yourself to the yeah. people, like, you know, what you do now a little bit and like your backstory of like how you got to this point and like releasing the book. For sure. First off, I want to thank you guys for having of me. Course, it's an honor. I'm um, super proud of you guys. You guys know this. Um, but yeah, so my name is Brittany. Um, I've newly, I guess you want to call it, would prefer to go by B. And there's a little bit even um, like history with that or backstory. Um, so God gave me this revelation with my discovery of like finding me. Mm-hmm of b is like one letter so like remembering that like i'm an individual outside of anything that's attached to me so like Brittany, obviously i love Brittany, love the name whatever but b just is a reminder for me to like that i am i am an individual outside of any role that i'm attached Mm -hmm. to or anything that i'm doing anything that i have to offer it just it's just that reminder for me so that's new i'm trying to like you know get used to like i don't know you know what i'm saying like b Sure. I like it though. I like it. Um, so yeah. So a little bit of my testimony. Um, man, where do I even start? So if we take it way back, yeah, I was told back. to go to the womb. <laughs> From the you womb. feel me? Womb From the tomb. womb. Yeah. For where we at now? Um, so growing up, I'm single mom. She had five kids, uh, four different fathers, all absent fathers. Um, childhood was kind of rough, mm-hmm. you know, as you can imagine, single mom. Um, we got taken from my mom about, I think I was like five. CPS got involved. We got taken for a little bit, so that was kind of rough. Um, luckily, they kept me and my siblings together, so that was really dope. Um, but mom bounced back. You know, she did what mm-hmm. she had to do. She got us back. Um, but from that point, um, mom, she kind of dealt with some substance abuse and things like that. So growing up, it was normal to be around um drugs and alcohol and things like that so I kind of fell into that myself um it was 14 I think I was 14 years old when I got caught selling drugs in school got kicked out um went to juvenile detention center um from there got you know 
community service, um, lost two siblings through this process as well, one to an overdose and one she was um, in jail, incarcerated when she passed away. Um, so yeah, childhood was, it was rough. Mm -hmm. It was rough. Married at 15. Um, yeah, that right 15, there, that know. right there blows my mind. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like that right there being 32 and I have a, a 16 year old. I wish Chris somebody would. Chris no, like <laughs> I wish somebody would. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I could not imagine her telling me that she was that she was ready to be married. Right. She don't even know, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like she doesn't even know who she is, you know, fully. Yeah. What she's capable of, what she wants, mm -hmm. like in life. Right. What you know. So that I think that is for me. It took a lot of like. Like it, that was, it's, it's a lot mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure. So yeah, married at 15, had her at 16, um, got really plugged into religion, I guess you could mm -hmm. say. Um, and I say religion because it was rules. It was rule based. It was like making sure I don't do X, Y, Z, you know, of um, judgment just like, so yeah, religion. Um, so yeah. Um, I don't want to get too much into like what the book's about. So from there, okay, okay. we kind of, yeah, we'll launch the rest once we get into some deeper questions. Okay. No, that's fair. Um, but no, yeah, I feel like every time you hear your story or at least you give it to somebody, they're always like, it's so inspiring. Like whenever I like bring my <laughs> friends around you or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, a, it's like the fact that like you have a, you have so, you have so many testimonies. I feel no, like you always real. have like an updated testimony, which is something that like, even I take from you and like even models the fact that you're always looking for more of God and like yeah. the death of him like mm -hmm. in your story like there's always something new that like you're coming into and that he's revealing to you that like you can look back and be like oh he did that mm -hmm. like I feel like you have like so much history with God so facts and I think like therapy has helped me with that like mm -hmm. therapy will reveal things that's like I didn't even I forgot about right. that yeah. you know what I'm saying it's like we'll be in sessions and I'll be wondering like why I responded like this and like things will just come to surface where it's like oh that like i remember that you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. that cps thing like until i wrote my book i didn't even realize like how much of like my insecurity my abandonment my like you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like things that i still wrestle with today of course was tied to that right you know what i'm saying no, so no, yeah so just seeing like what god has brought you through like yeah. all of it it's just like insane like saying to me but regarding like the book and like even the title like what is that what did that mean to you in terms of the even the phrase or the idea of finding her finding her yeah. so hence i didn't name it found her because what i've learned is that there's never like a like final product mm. like i'm continuing to find things out every single day i'm continuing to learn myself mm -hmm. and discover things about myself and my goals change and you know so that's just a continual finding her um, but the finding her concept comes from the cover was, I don't know if you guys can see it, yeah. um, but it's like, give him a good look. Give him a good yeah, look. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. You see yeah. it? You feel me? <laughs> um, so this was actually from a therapy session. We was digging deep, y'all. Mm. We was digging deep. And like, I've, y'all gonna think I'm crazy, but hang with me. Okay. Mm. I vividly saw myself like vividly, like I could, like I looked on the ground and like she was sitting there. Um, floors were concrete, walls were concrete. Like the therapist was like, is it a prison? Is it a basement? I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. Yeah. And she was like barefoot jeans, black t-shirt. She was younger. She was about 14 mm -hmm. head down in her knees. 
and she was just broken. She was crying. When I cried, she cried. So I knew we were connected, mm -hmm. but my therapist was like, does she know you're there? And I was like, no, she doesn't know I'm here. Um, so it was the realization that I had this broken part of me that like we were connected, but she didn't know I was there. Mm -hmm. So my find, like my pursuit is to find her and let her know I'm here for you. Like, like we're going to get good. through this. We're going we gonna to work mm -hmm. to find the girl on the back. So you, like, you got to dig to find her to find her. You that's feel hard. me? That's hard. That's I hard. like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's so no, hard. like the only you have to know your history to know where you're going. So right. it's like I had to go back through some things mm -hmm. to find her to find who I'm supposed to be. Unwire to rewire. That's you feel me? That's a boss. That's good, bro. <laughs> She's already talking listen, good. Listen, listen. I want the book right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so good. And so like like even I guess you kinda even mentioned it, like therapy being a part of that. Yes. Like what does the process look like? of like finding her finding and like her. yeah unwinding number one that. is realizing that i didn't even know who i was like mm -hmm. that was number mm -hmm. one um and it only came whenever my marriage dissolved ministry was we stepped out of ministry my kids weren't as dependent on me my siblings had their own lives mm -hmm. so everything that i had found my identity in was gone where i was sitting there like well what now right. like who am i like so it was unknowingly, I didn't even know that I didn't know who I was mm -hmm. until all those things were right. were stripped. So once I got to that place, it was then the pursuit of, okay, well, now let's figure it out. It was like, let's dig. So therapy was a huge, vital, vital mm -hmm. source in that. Um, my mentor, coach, you the guy, you <laughs> the guy. Coach, game, no, for out. real, because it was the, he's seen something in me. That I didn't even see in myself and the accountability and the push mm -hmm. and the assignments like the creative vision board, Brittany. I don't even know what I don't even know what tomorrow yeah. looks like, let alone mm -hmm. five years. But he pushed me out of comfort to mm -hmm. do things that that I was like uncomfortable doing. Of course, yeah. But now it's in my daily or not my daily, my yearly every year I'm remaking this mm -hmm. vision board. Um, so it's little things like that. Um, so mentorship, therapy, working out listen y'all already know yeah y'all already know okay, fitness for me no okay, Jim fitness for me has become a lifestyle it's like brushing my teeth it's like it's gonna be done yeah more than likely every mm -hmm. day but if it if it don't happen it's okay cool but more than likely every day mm -hmm. um but it was in there that i got the discipline and consistency to go to the gym that helped me when thoughts would come to get that discipline and consistency to combat the thoughts. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It was learning discipline, learning consistency, pushing myself when I didn't feel like doing it, not let feelings lead. Um, so the gym, therapy, mentorship, prayer. Of course. Obviously. Um, what, something that worked for me was my... Um, my development time, sermons. Mm -hmm. And I feel like everyone's got to find their person. For me, mine was Michael Todd. He spoke, he was so seasonal. Like every time I was going through something, mm -hmm. this man, it lined up with like, I was like, I feel like he's in my business, but I needed that. So of for course, him, yeah. or for me, it was him. Everybody's got their own thing. Some people watch podcasts, mm -hmm. motivational mm -hmm. speeches, you know, all the things. But for me, it was um, sermons, Michael Todd. Journaling, definitely, definitely encourage journaling. Um, that was a huge outlet for me. So those were some of the things. No, yeah, that's so good. And then like, so you already gave part of your testimony. What are you taking people like, you know, through in this book in terms of like the story you're telling or like you want people to know? From so, the womb to the tomb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, so yeah, go, let, let, let us know. I'm going to give us a little sneak peek so, of the book. You want me to read it? Read no, I mean like, oh, like just, just so the people back? know. Yeah, like the, sto the story. So yeah, so whatever. it starts first um, just kind of like, 
I guess like where like where I was when mm-hmm. I started, like I started it scared. I started it like I just felt so burdened to do this, um, to write a book. Like God just had laid it on my heart. And I was like, I don't even know what this looks like. I don't even feel qualified. I don't mm-hmm. even feel like like I'm an eighth grade dropout, bro. Like you want me to do what? Oh, you like, forgot that part. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. So I'm much. sorry. I'm sorry. This is what I did. you're getting into it. See? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell me what you did say that though, right? You got kicked out of school. I got kicked out of school, right. but I didn't say I dropped okay. out. Oh, I dropped okay. out, but I went back on my GED. Education matters. Social degree got, too. Don't forget that she did kids. that. Let I y'all did know that. she got a testimony for real. Yes. She didn't give y'all everything, but go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Um. So yeah, I felt so burdened to do it. Um. And then again, like God just pieces things together because my mentor connected me with a guy. Y'all met Greg. He mm-hmm. helped me move. Yeah. Um. Greg had went through a divorce, so we he kind of connected us because we had went through divorce accountability. You know, we were processing some of the same feelings, things like that. Um, and then there was a meeting that I was having with Greg that I was like, I just feel so led to like write a book. And he was like, I know a guy. And I was like, you do? He knew Twani. And then from there it was just, I had like, I had no excuse. Mm -hmm. Like the only way that this wouldn't happen is if I stopped it from happening. So, um, so yeah, I just felt burdened to do it. And what was the question? <laughs> That's listen, a good point. Sto- no, the story you're taking people through in this book, like, you know, like, what is Oh, what yeah, is that? so I what start that with entail? that. I yeah. start with, like, mm-hmm. how I'm doing how I'm doing this scared, how I'm pushing myself. Like, right. in this moment, like, what I'm about to encourage you to do, I'm literally walking through myself. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's huge. We can't ask anybody to do anything that we haven't done ourselves. Of course. Um, so that's kind of, like, how it starts. And then it gets into the testimony mm-hmm. of, like, what I've went through. I walk through the... CPS thing. I walked through some of my siblings um, passing away, my divorce, mm-hmm. some things I went through in my marriage, ministry, um, well, religion. Um, walked through some of that, but then it gets into the what's worked for me and encouraging people to find what works for them so that they can find them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I love that. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I had a question. I okay. So I think when it comes to something like finding yourself. There's a lot of frustration there because yeah. a lot of people want the healing, but not the process mm. that comes along with it. Um, and I, I, especially in a day and age where like everything comes so quick, like mm-hmm. I can get some food at the click of a click of a button, like everything comes so quick. How do you how did you deal with the process of it and kind of like sitting in God's timing and not trying to rush things and like dealing with that kind of frustration? Mm, I feel like it was in the process that I truly found like nothing that comes quick is really worth it Mm -hmm, you know what i'm saying like things that are valuable you know they take work um but i think frustration was a part of it Mm -hmm. but it's it's getting so like content i guess with trusting like god's came through too many times for me to not trust that like yes i'm frustrated yes i feel like i should already be through this yes i feel like i should already you know whatever but it's getting to that place of like but but God, I'm going to trust you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I don't, this is just me with some of the things I've went through. I don't think healing, there's a final destination. That's me personally. That's yeah. I feel like it's, it's a daily decision mm. to heal. It's a daily decision to forgive. Cause I might be like, yeah, like I forgive you today, but let you do something tomorrow. And everything you've ever done is coming back up. Right, or guess right. what? I have to choose again to forgive. Right. So I feel like healing for me, if I looked at it as like I should be there, then I'm going to be overwhelmed because I don't think I'm ever going to just be there. Mm. I'm going to have triggers. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I just feel like it's just a a daily thing. It's a daily decision. 
to choose those things. That's fire. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But frustration is definitely a part of it. I think frustration is just an area that's still showing you that you need to work on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah. <laughs> so we were we were having this conversation. It was a brief conversation the other day outside the church. And we were talking about how, like, for me, it's always been a struggle kind of, like, asking for help and, like, being mm. vulnerable with people in that sense. So what did that look like for you in terms of because it's something you can't do on your own like Mm-mm. just process finding yourself so what did that look like in terms of just being open and vulnerable with people so that you could get that help like seeking out that help so i feel like mm-hmm. this is something i still struggle with mm-hmm. um for me i guess like not having a fault fa- like having an absent father not having a mother that really played the role as a mother we tend to like like i gotta look out for me like i'm gonna come through for me like mm-hmm. we just are so used to doing everything for ourselves so when we do have to ask or we don't really ask for something but if somebody does do something for us then it's always like i feel like well now i have to do something in right. return like, now i, I owe you something right. or i don't it's hard for me and god's really trying to teach me how to just to be a daughter because he comes through for me and loves me in ways that i'm like it's not because of anything I've done or not anything because I have to do, but yeah, he's just course. loving me because he loves me. Um, so I'm still learning that one. Um, but I struggle with asking for help. But I think it's finding, like, finding the people in your life that I think, like, are assigned to you. Like, like my mentor, he, he kind of knows what I need even before I need it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I don't even have to ask. Like, literally, like, two weeks ago, I was going through it. And I woke up to a text and he said, Zoom, nine, like nine o'clock. This was off schedule. And I was like, oh, Lord. He's like, bring your notebook. Yeah. And we got on there. And when he was like, I couldn't even sleep last night. God had you on my heart. I was up getting like all this stuff together. And it was everything that I needed. And he didn't even know I needed it. Mm. So I think it's really being intentional on who you're connecting to. Because those people in those moments when you, I would have probably not have wrote him and been like, coach, you know. Right outside of our you know monthly you know i, I need you bro you know what i'm saying because that's hard for me yeah. but god laid me on his heart to come to me mm. so that's helped but i still struggle with that too to yeah. be honest and you're hold on if i'm if my memory serves me right your mentor was somebody that like was placing your life before you even really went through this process for real before which is kind of crazy like that's before. just a testament to the fact that i think sometimes god will place people in your life before already you already listen. so sometimes it's just like looking in your backyard yeah bro, so there's a there's a verse that someone just broke down and i didn't even know it's the fear not for i am with you mm. so apparently like the context of that is like Whoever he was saying that to didn't even say it yet. It was just a thought, but he said it before. Mm. So it was like, yeah, God will put things in our lives that we don't even know why they're there until we know why they're there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, coach came into my life. I was still married. He was actually my supervisor at Love City. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was kind of doing some like mentorship as us as like a couple. But the more I look and like see how much Love City was for me, like Coach, Karen, like all these people that are so Shalane, like vital people in my life. Like, no, God put me there because it was he knew what I was about to be going yeah. through, you know, and he knew I needed those people. Mm. So, yeah, it's crazy. The help is there. No, he will go before us. Yeah. He goes before us. He really is. <laughs> Listen. No, yeah. And then Jordan mentioned something a little bit like in the question that he asked, but he talked about like, um, of course, in terms of asking for help, but also uh, vulnerability. And so you mm-hmm. talked earlier and mentioned about like how I guess whenever you were, I guess, coming to a relationship with Christ early on, it was more like religion. So like, mm-hmm. of course, like in the process of like finding like yourself and finding her, like when did you, I guess, have that breakthrough moment of like really finding God and having like that true relationship? Yeah. With so it 100%, I feel like it started to break a little at the beginning of going to all nations. Um, 
they spoke a lot of things that really kind of helped me shift a little bit. But for me personally, it was in my desperation of like, it was just me and him. Like mm-hmm. it literally was me and God. And the biggest lesson I'll say I learned is that realizing that I play a part in my healing and my relationship with God. I think for so long, we're like, God, I need you to do this. God, I need you to do that. But I'm going to go just binge watch Netflix and, mm-hmm. eat, and eat my chips. Mm-hmm. But you, you fix that situation. And it's like, no, like he's already done his part, to be honest. Like it is finished. Like now it's on us. Like what are we going to do? Like right. we good. have a part to play in our healing in our forgiveness, in our, in our walks with him. So I feel like that was my biggest lesson was realizing that like, like I was self-sabotaging me by just like putting so much on him, mm. putting all the work on him, to be honest, and not taking any responsibility for myself. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And then like when it comes to like, of course, that process of like that, finding that relationship, why do you think it's like important? I guess, I guess we can say, impo- yeah, why is it important to like solidify like your identity our, in your, your identity, identity in him i feel like anything that you put your identity outside of him was all temporary and it's all vain it's like those things can people leave mm-hmm. people hurt you um careers end um you know all these things that we think that make us who we are they're fading so if your identity is not in god then you're going to constantly be in this like cycle Mm -hmm. of like you know wind blowing you know going everywhere but it was only until I got to a place that I truly believed that what he said about me like I meant that or or that knowing that he meant that Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying it was only then that that I started to carry myself different that I started to like look at myself different that I started having standards and like how I love myself I set the standard for what I expect from anyone else so if I'm not loving myself correctly and seeing myself how God sees mm. me, then I'm setting the bar for how everyone else will. Facts. So that's facts. And when it when it comes to your book, we kind of touched on vulnerability like a couple of questions ago. But when it comes to your book, are you do you ever fear how people are going to respond to your 100%. openness and everything? Because I, I think um, that's something a lot of people deal with when sharing their testimony is that fear of like what are people going to think, what are they going to say. But I think your testimony is like your defense. When you look in the Bible, like Paul, For every sure. courtroom he went into, like that was his defense, was his testimony. Yeah. So how did you kind of get over that fear of like sharing your testimony and being open? Well, first, what's that verse where um, something by the words of our lips and the, or what is it where something by we're the something of our testimony? The, uh, oh. I hear I it all the time. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that for me, I just kept, you know, like telling myself, but no, I'm 100% like, I'm still like, because obviously it hasn't released yet. Um, And I want people, like my main thing is like, I want people to know I'm writing from healing and not hurting. I'm not like, this isn't like a, and I literally say this in like probably the first five pages of my book where it's like, this isn't a gossip session. This isn't a woe is me like I'm not trying to have like victim mentality if anything like I choose to look at myself as a victor because of everything I went through so it's like I just don't want people to misinterpret the things that I share in my book Mm. you know and like take it as like I can't believe she I can't believe she said this or I can't you know or or she's just pity party her like no like you know so why are you <laughs> not oh your book being in the shade room <laughs> oh my god <laughs> not the book being in the shade Listen. room but no that's no that's that's a good point i like that that you're, yeah. you're writing from a place of healing and not hurt yeah right. but so how i get past it yeah. is just if god called me to do it 
I'm going to do it regardless. Mm-hmm. I mean, people got something to say about everything, yeah. anything, anyone. I mean, you know, so at the end of the day, if he called me to do it, I'm going to trust that it was for a reason yeah. and just go with it. Do it scared. Yeah, do it scared. Do it anyway. Yeah, do it anyway. Do it anyway. It. But the yeah. verse is, uh, it's we're set free by the blood of the lamb and our, the power of our testimony. There it is. We say that there all the time. Is. I don't know how we yeah. forgot it. Yeah. I know. I that. literally <laughs> tell myself all the time. I don't know how I forgot it. <laughs> but no, yeah, that that that's the verse. Um, and then... Did you want to crap? Did you want to ask a question? Mm. <laughs> My bad. No, I'm tripping. <laughs> and then, like, just regarding the book, I guess, what are like the biggest takeaways for you? Like lessons that you've, I guess, gained like in this process. Like the biggest ones that have like just stood out that are definitely like you know that have stuck with you. My biggest lessons. Yeah, over like the past, I guess, this whole process. Like not even just the book, but like the process of like that you take people. Um, through in the book in terms of the story and especially i guess like the past like two three years um of like getting to those therapy sessions and mm-hmm. like starting all that getting connected with the people with the people that you need to like in terms of mentors and that mm-hmm. what are like just some take things that you've taken away or got lessons god has revealed to you or like continuously like re-emphasizes like yeah well i talked about a couple already just about like realizing that i played a part in my um healing and things like that in my relationship with god Mm -hmm. um some other takeaways i mean i guess just realizing that like i i can stand in my own way i guess and like hold myself back from everything that god's called me to be Mm Run it back. <laughs> Run it back. Because I feel just, like I already answered that one. What did you ask? Biggest lessons? Is that yeah, biggest lessons. I already shared my biggest lesson. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. When? Earlier. My what biggest lesson say? was realizing that I... She did say that. Yeah. Did I ask I actually that? shared I two so. lessons. I that, so now like, I'm like... I think it probably... It still it went with the up. question. Yeah. Came, now I'm up. like, what other yeah. lessons? Now I'm like digging for it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, okay. Discipline and consistency. Vital keys. Vital keys to growth. There we go. Discipline. What? See, there you go. Like, I'm about <laughs> to slap No, but it is. Yeah. Like, without those two things... You're going to stay stagnant and stay still and be feeling led and your feelings can't lead. You have to do it anyways. Mm-hmm. Become disciplined and consistent. That's fine. No, yeah. Discipline and consistency. That's a word you know too. I'm not mad at you. Dang. So what role, because you mentioned you had a therapist, right? Yes. So what role did therapy play in the process along with God? Because I think a lot of Christians mm-hmm. kind of deal with this like mm-hmm. idea of, if I go to therapy, is that me saying like God isn't enough? And it's like, how how do I balance that? How does that work? Because I have a friend that's actually kind of dealing with those thoughts right now. So, how, what what role did therapy play, and like what did that look like? So I feel like therapy gives you like strategy to like really walk out the things that we're like bringing to God. Mm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's like a it's like a strategy plan. Like I go in there and I'm like, you know, hey, whatever comes to surface, mm-hmm. whatever we're going to dig up. But it helps me reveal things in me that I didn't even know was there. That's mm-hmm. that why I responded this way or that's why I reacted or this is why I am how I am. Mm-hmm. But and I hate the people that are like, this is just who I am, because I've I've been through too much to know that, like, you you can you can work it out like mm-hmm. you can be different. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
Um, but I feel like bo- both are vital, but they both play hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Like going to therapy does not mean I'm taking anything away from God because God's in my therapy session. Right. Like I bring up God all the time. Like my therapist for one is a Christian. I think that that's important, yeah. you know, to who you're giving your ears to, right. who's pouring into you, that they're, it's aligning with God um, and his word and things like that. But I think it's just a strategy to help walk out everything that you are bringing to God, mm, you know, it helps point. give you better language for resolve and, you know, all the things like that. Right. It reminds me of the scripture like talks about God saying like, cast your cares upon me. So therapy is kind of just like, you're figuring out what the cares that you what need the cares. To, to yeah. Cast, right? That's Literally. That's yeah. Point. It just brings to like certain, like surface things. Like I said, like there's some things that's came from writing and therapy that I didn't even know I still dealt with. Like yeah. literally yeah. it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. So crazy. So did you have like any reservations going into it like at first? Because like we did an episode on that. I, well, I guess it was a few months ago now, like a few like far removed. But Jesus in therapy. Yeah. Um. And so I think that is like a super huge part of like finding yourself, your identity. Like you said, we, I guess like reiterating it now, like combing through what has happened, mm-hmm. um, and what has taken place, so you can like give that all to God, so He can deal with it and refine mm-hmm. you the way He needs to. So like. Yet, what did you have any reservations at first? Like, what did that look like? Or was it something like, okay, at this point, I need to go? You know what I mean? Like, what did that? Yeah, so it actually came into my life. It was everything I didn't even know I need. Kind of like one of those things that we talked about. Because, like, Coach, my mentor, his wife is my therapist. So when he started mentoring us, because it started, like I said, me and Coach and my ex uh that was you know Mm -hmm. our mentor program or whatever um but he was like you know i have a wife um because we were going through things in our marriage obviously um and he was like you know i think you guys need to get in therapy and things like that and we had we was just like like i guess people have such a negative like outlook like they think like your life has to literally be like falling apart yeah of course um and i will be in therapy forever not because there's anything wrong, mm-hmm. but because I am committed to like making sure I am my best self. And that's one of the things that like help me be better. Like, how can oh, yeah. I change if I'm not even self-aware of what I need to change? Mm-hmm. Like, so right. I'll be in therapy forever. But um, coach had said he his wife was a therapist. And so whatever. So we met her and she was like, God, God told me to give y'all 10 free sessions. So we had no excuse. Like we literally had yeah. no like it couldn't be finances anymore because people use that too. It's like, mm-hmm. it's too expensive, but yet they'll go out and put an investment in what they look like, but not what their Talk inside looks like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, that is my, I'll probably say that's my biggest pet peeve if when, is when my friends are venting to me and I'm like, mm-hmm. you really should, you know, go to therapy yeah. about that. Like dig that up a little For bit. Sure. And like, it's $120 a session. I'm like, you spent 120 <laughs> this <laughs> week crazy. on food, crazy. food alone. Crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like that to me, People are more worried about what they look like than what their inside looks mm-hmm, like. Right. But that's a whole nother conversation. It really is. Um, so, yeah. So, at that point, we had no excuse. It was free. So, that's when we got in therapy. And it, that's when I realized, like, this is everything I didn't even know I needed. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. 100%. And yeah. then we, um, you've been getting on me and Jordan about this lately. Y'all. Uh-huh. So, like, we've been um, <clears throat> in the process of finding a new home church. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, did we mention it on the podcast? at one point I'm I think sure I don't know if we did. told y'all that but yeah there's like a transition that happened in our old church um, mm-hmm. and so like we're like we're no longer there and so like I guess the past really six months I guess seven now going eight we're still we've been looking for yeah, it has been a minute yeah a minute like looking for like a consistent church home to like go to and obviously just getting poured into consistently mm-hmm. making sure that like 
not it's not even like just checking off a box of like attending church but it's all right. about making sure that we're staying in community yep. and so like Brittany has definitely like you know pushed us and challenged us in that area and we appreciate her for it 100 <laughs> <clears throat> percent. but uh i just want to know more about like where you're at now where you're at now in terms of like church wise and like how that's even helped you in this process of like you know being under you know the leadership that you're under now mm-hmm. and being able to connect and serve like how has that played in the process of like your overall like just growth in your life and finding like you know yeah where you're at so for one i'll say because the whole church split thing too you know i went through that and it's rough when you're like out there looking and you ain't finding anything that's like fitting well for me like i have kids so i can't just like it can't just work for me i have to like make sure yeah. it works for chrislin and mj and all that so um i tried a lot of churches and it just it just wasn't it it never hit but um january we tried this new church which is the kingdom center which i will say i don't know if i ever even told you guys this i stayed away from that church for so long like because (laughs) so the first time i got a divorce because you guys know i divorced him and then remarried him and like that's a whole part of the testimony whatever but the first time we divorced um he had moved on and him and his new person went to that church oh okay so for me it was one of my triggers or whatever you know my emotional like oh that's where they went i could never go when it was like girl it was like four years ago like and they went there like and they went there like twice put that in the book i don't know if i put that like the church hope Uh, church thing but yeah i did put the the divorce thing right, like, yeah, yeah, mar- yeah. like divorcing remarrieding I was like, okay, that's a plot twist bro like you know what i'm saying like yeah, hang, with it, hang with it hang with it'll make sense um but yeah so my emotions kept me from that church um just because i don't know i felt like for some reason i was like that's where they went like mm-hmm. and they went there like maybe twice three times it wasn't even like they were members and they like they served it was just it was weird for me yeah. um but i had got so just like discouraged like we had tried so many churches mm-hmm. and like church is just a big deal to me because like community is important yes serving yes. is important um so yeah all the things but i finally just had made a decision it was literally a saturday i had wrote abby my friend abby and i was just like let's just try it i'm just i'm just gonna go mm-hmm. like I don't care how I feel about it, you know, whatever. And literally from that day one, we have not missed a service. From January mm, 1st, crazy. we have not missed a service. Sundays or Wednesdays, we in there all the way. Yeah. Um, but being being there, um, the leadership is amazing, literally. Um, they lead with such, like, grace and conviction. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I love. Like, I'm, like because that's what i love about like about michael todd too like i can be like encouraged and all the things and those services are nice but i want something that's gonna like check me like check me cut me because like i want to be better i want to grow and all the things um so yeah that's what i love about them pastor stephanie's amazing their kids are amazing the youth ministry is amazing mj loves class like literally when i say just as collectively as a whole it's just been it's just been amazing so so yeah how did that tie into just like your own personal growth and okay so i'll say this because in the beginning of my journey of finding her i did not have a home church it Mm -hmm. was all but that's when i feel like god became real to me like because Mm -hmm. i literally had to get to know like i was i was seeking him for a word rather Mm -hmm. than going to church to get a word so it was when it was in those moments when like of course i was watching michael todd and things like that but worship guess what ain't no lights ain't no it's just Mm -hmm. me in my office and my yoga mat and we going in but it was in those moments that god became so real to me so it was only january of this year that i like actually found a home church 
hundred percent. So I think it was that season of not having a church was just as needed as having a church. No, that's so. Right. so it's a balance of both. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. I remember, what did you say one time? It was, you were, we were talking about just like um, all the opportunities that have been like opening up to you and stuff like that. So Fire. in terms of just like doors being open to you and God's favor in your life, how, how did that like show itself while you were finding yourself? Like, yeah. So I feel like I've noticed it more this past year. It started again around January. Um, just things just kept just like, it was just like, this is only God. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like for one, my therapist literally was like, God told me to tell you it's free for you. And I was like, what? And she was like, this whole, she's like this whole year, you don't have to pay for one therapy session. It's free for you. And I was just like, I'm a, y'all know how expensive therapy is. (laughs) I was like, listen. And I was like, thank you. But she's like, God told me to tell you that. So I was like, oh my gosh. Um, Crystal going to to, to a youth camp at church. Someone came up and was like, I want to pay. I want to pay for this. And like free for you. Like that word just kept Mm -hmm. like, and there's been many things that have just been like free for me, which has been crazy. Um, But just opportunities of like, um, the radio station finding me the job that i have it's a fitness fitness coach Mm -hmm. finding me um a person who bought my house found me Mm. um trying to think of other things but the word behind that though is like the more that i find me everything that's attached to me is finding me like i ain't i ain't gotta look for it i ain't gotta do nothing like it's just it's finding me Mm. so it's fire that's that's the one Uh, i'm saying no that's so far but like so in terms of like, you know, of course, like the book and everything that you've written, what do you want people to take away from this book as they finish and as they go through? Okay. So the biggest thing I feel like for one that I want my family to take away is like I mentioned in the beginning, like this is my seed. Like I'm planting the seeds so on my kids ain't got to like go through the same things mm-hmm. that I'm breaking things that I share in this book so that anything that's attached to my name ain't got to go through nothing mm-hmm. that I went through. Um, so that's like personally family takeaway. Um, but for a reader, um, just that they're worth it, that like, yes, life may have dealt you horrible hands. Yes, you've may have been through some pain and like heartache and just things that have not made any sense. But you're worth the work. You're worth digging. You're worth healing. You're worth forgiving. You're worth you're just worth it. Do the work because you're worth it. Do the work because you're worth it. You're worth it. That's yeah, the bar. Worth it. Y'all heard it here first. You heard it here you're first from B herself. B, B, No, that's so far. I want to say one. Well, first, thank you so for much. joining us you're again. Welcome. I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate you. I'm proud of you. I'm so excited for this next chapter and what's about to happen in your life. Uh, please go ahead, plug socials where people can find you and where they can buy the book because it's out now, y'all. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's out now. It's available we, for purchase. So August go ahead, let the people know. Actually. Huh? August 13th. August 13th for what? It'll be released. Okay. Oh, yeah. But this is going to be released after that. Yeah. August oh. 13th. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me that? I'm like, no, nah, bro. Not yet. August 13th. But no, yeah, it's okay. Released. It's released. It's released. It's released. It's out, it's released. It's it's out, 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 out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All platforms. Um, I believe it's going to be like Walmart, Target, obviously, all those uh, sites. iVision. Ivisionpress.com. <laughs> Y'all gonna be able to find it, baby. Listen, DM me. They will be in my trunk. You feel me? That's the best. That's the best way to honestly. Is it, a, is, is it an ebook or just like a physical book? It's just a physical book. Okay, okay. physical okay. books, which you can buy them on. You said Walmart, Target. We'll link them in the description yes. below. Yes. And then your contact IGs, TikToks. Where can they find you? Let the people know. Be weird. 
I think it's my IG, right? Be weird. Let me look. She don't know. <laughs> it's your account. <laughs> it's your account. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't be like looking at like. <laughs> yeah, it's just be weird. Okay, be yeah, weird be on weird. IG, um, and then you can find the rest of our socials from there. Yeah, right? there okay, we go. that works. Let's yeah, I do guess. that. Let's do that. <laughs> I guess since we're vloggers now, should we vlog when we go to the release party? Yes, we're vloggers now, and that'll be y'all's one year, August thirteenth. I forgot about that. that. Could be some footage. We could, we could, we might be able to vlog the little yes. release party we go to for finding her. Okay. I mean, if we did it, it would be out by now. Yeah, I. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> But yeah, so y'all already saw the vlog. <laughs> if, we, if we end up doing it, but See, I'm um, confused. Y'all think, listen, I'm like y'all doing dates and times and no. talking in future. <laughs> That's crazy. Wife no, so um, any any closing remarks? Anything else you want to say? You're good. No, I'm good. I just want to say good. thank you. Thank you for coming on. And I'm super excited for you. Make sure y'all go on publish. I was gonna say publish. <laughs> Make sure y'all go and buy the book, support, yes. go follow her, find her yes. on all her socials and connect. Um, and yeah, y'all know what it is. Stay you, stay real, and stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much we love. out. <laughs>